You are listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 5, The Realities of Leadership. Throughout Seasons 1 through 4, you have learned about the fundamental skills required for leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Now, we are ready to explore a series of contemporary issues and discuss the pragmatic realities that leaders are challenged with today. Leadership is a skilled profession. If you want to succeed in today's world as a 21st century change-ready leader, you will need to have conscious discipline and be ready to put into practice many of the elements that are talked about here. This series is made possible by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your guide for achieving breakthrough performance and productivity. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Pietler and Todd Schnick. Good morning and welcome back to our special edition series, Leadership on the Ground, Season 5, The Realities of Leadership. And as always, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler. Erica, good morning, my friend. Uh, Good to be with you as always. Hey, good morning, Todd. Happy to be here. All right. Looking forward to today's episode. Uh, Leadership is a skilled profession. But before we go there, Erica, remind our audience uh, what's in store for us with the realities of leadership. Yeah, in seasons one through four, you're you're exactly right. We put together the fundamentals that really need to be in everyone's toolbox who wants to genuinely have the discipline to create a leadership practice and advance themselves, advance their teams, advance their organizations. In season five, we're going to put this capstone on the Leadership on the Ground series by addressing the six pragmatic realities that leaders have to be able to embrace and deal with as they evolve and grow and, you know, continue to choose and serving in uh, a leadership capacity. There are probably some fantasies that a lot of people have with respect to leadership, and it's probably different than what it takes to lead today. Leadership can be really at the same time frustratingly hard and surprisingly easy. It can be intensely emotional and irrationally rational all at the same time. So if you're a Ferris wheel ride participant, this is probably not going to be your game because you got to fasten your seatbelt and get ready for the roller coaster. All right. So leadership is a skilled profession. This has uh, been one of the most important realizations I've made through this whole seasons of one, two, three, four, and now five with leadership on the ground. To realize that you can become a better leader and learn some things. Uh, But I've heard you talk about before the principles of leadership. Uh, Walk us through that. Yeah, you know, there are some fundamental principles that I think are a positive way to kind of frame this, this episode of leadership being a skilled profession. The first principle is leadership can be learned. You know, it is absolutely a learnable set of skills. You know, we've talked about emotional intelligence and how that can be a learnable set of skills, but there's nothing that we've talked about in seasons one through four. There's nothing that we'll talk about today that fundamentally can't be intellectually and emotionally understood and learned. So that's number one. Number two is it's emotional. You know, you said it in uh, the top of the uh, the uh, intro episode that, you know, we're dealing with people, we're human beings and people have emotional dynamics that are associated with the business that we do. The business fundamentally ends up being the easier part of the equation. The people end up being the more challenging. So it's emotional. And the third principle is, you know, this is a service business. You know, this is really about putting yourself in a pathway where you can enable the performance of others. And it's really not about you. So 
those three fundamental pieces kind of underscore why it's a skilled profession. Yeah. And those are so critical. I can't not ask you about this, the idea of this being emotional. I mean, because, you know, there's, there's, there's that famous line, it's, it's, it's not personal, it's just business. <laughs> this is all personal. This is all emotional. I mean, and I, I don't think you can be a leader if you're not emotional about this, right? No. In fact, in one of the uh, episodes that we'll talk about later in the series, you know, some emerging research, um, empathy and compassion yeah. is really the number one skill that is increasingly required for the success of a leader. So it is clearly emotional and people want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be understood. And if you're not emotionally connected to people, we've talked about those two currencies of leadership, communication and relationships, you know, emotional intelligence, fundamentally, it's all about relationships. That's emotional connectivity. That speaks to trust. Too, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So there's some fundamental models of leadership that we should probably brush up on uh, and things we've talked about through uh, all the seasons of leadership on the ground. But remind us about some of those. Yeah. So we were just talking about, so the two currencies of leadership, you know, communication and relationships, we have to master both of these. That's why it's a skilled profession. Communication, we've talked about, it could be an illusion. Somebody looks like they're talking. Somebody looks like they're listening Two people not necessarily connecting. There's never enough communication. One of the realities of communication is that rumors and negative stories will always be a part of your ether. And as a leader, you have to track that down and you have to clear the facts from the fiction as quickly as you can because a bad mood can deteriorate into bad morale if you don't have the right communication in place. On the relationship side, if there's conflict, if there's any kind of reality between two people, which is we often disagree with each other. You have to clear the air on that and keep the dynamics healthy. So first model to remind yourselves of is skilled profession, communication, and relationships, absolutely critical. Yeah. Well, temperament is key to this, right? Absolutely. In fact, brilliant segue. I mean, temperament, so important. The capability building is the easy part, right? We often you know, build that capability. We talked, I think, in season four about the tension of capacity. If you don't have the capacity to expand your bandwidth, you limit your team and your organization. But at the top of that progressive mindset S-curve, you know, at the crest, is that composure and that temperament? Do you have the self-management? Do you have the ability to manage stakeholders? To take the realities, which is shit's going to happen and everything is not going to go the way that you want, and be able to temperamentally have the composure and emotional intelligence to deal with that and play the long game and not get distracted by the short game. Yeah. I mean, organizations and teams, they deserve good leaders, right? I mean, they deserve great leadership. They do. And, you know, one of the models that is a great reminder about why they deserve great leadership is, you know, we talked about in season one, conscious competency, mm. you know, being a mindful leader. And, you know, let's just remind ourselves, why is this so important? A consciously competent leader knows what they're doing, how to do it, and why they're doing it. And in understanding that, they're able to share and coach and get the bench to also understand that. That's what facilitates the learning, and that's the reality of building a talent bench. Mm -hmm. All right. Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism. 
because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com. All right, Tosh, Nick, back with Erica Petler. So I think another discussion we need to have here is this idea. I suspect if you lined up a bunch of leaders and asked them to define motivation, inspiration, they would all think it's maybe the same thing. I, it's really not, right? I mean, there is a very important distinction between motivation and inspiration. That's such a great question. It is It is a distinct thing. And, and a lot of people get that confused. Motivation is intrinsic. So, you know, Erica Peetler, Tochnik, we're motivated probably by different things, whether that's achievement or recognition or learning or money, but that's intrinsic. You know, that's in each of us. Inspiration, on the other hand, is the ability to create a condition for people to then achieve their motivations. And that's where leadership comes in. So understanding that my role, if you work for me, Todd, I need to know what motivates you, what inspires you, and then how do I create the conditions for you to be successful? The reality, though, here's the reality that the leader has to realize. We sometimes just think, well, listen, I'm motivated by money, so isn't everybody? Right. Or I'm motivated by learning. And Todd will love this assignment because I would love this assignment. Not necessarily true. And this is where the reality kind of comes into play. How many times, how many trillion times a day is this problem seen in a workplace environment? I mean, it's, it's this, this is a classic case of where a leader, maybe a well, even a well-intentioned leader, stumbles and negatively impacts his or her team because they're trying to lay their motivations on 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 everyone, right? Yeah, and the mistake that they make is it's a twofold mistake. One is, I, and I'm shocked because I do a lot of workshops and I ask a lot of my leaders that I'm working with this question, do you know what your employees are motivated by? No, no, they've never asked the question, either out of a lack of curiosity or the presumption that they think they know. We need to do that work. That's why leadership is that skilled profession. That's why communication and relationships is so key. I have to have that conversation directly with my direct report. And then it's on me to say, wow, I have this person who's motivated by this. And I have this person who's motivated by this. And I have this person who's motivated by this. That's where you start to realize, my gosh, you know, as a leader in service of others, I got some work to do here. It's not them serving me, which is the old school way of doing it. I need to flex and create conditions for these guys to be successful. You said at the top of the show that, that leadership is surprisingly easy. And, and that's maybe weird for some people to think about. But this is an example where if you do understand the motivations of your team, Making decisions and tasking them with things to do becomes a heck of a lot easier. It's so true. And it's hard when you don't know the simple questions to ask. I'm not saying it's easy, but there are some simple questions to ask. And then leadership becomes this really enjoyable place to be once you realize fundamentally, okay, so what do I have to do? I have to figure out what motivates my people and I have to create the conditions for them to be successful. Boom, to use your language, I understand what I need to do. But for most, they struggle through it. They don't quite know how to figure people out. Everyone seems like their own individual Rubik's Cube that they have to figure out. Just have the conversation. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. And if your focus is on developing and empowering your team and not on you, then you're going to say, 
well, that's part of my job. And that, that's actually, this is actually a fun part of leadership is getting to know your people. I mean, that, exactly. that makes it, it's game changing if you understand and believe in that. Yeah. The biggest thing that, you know, a reality that a leader goes through is really, that's my job, like talking to people and like <laughs> making people feel good and connecting with people. Like, don't I have to do the work? And it's like, no, we've talked about that altitude in this particular case. You know, you doing things is running counter to what we're really trying to do. So the reality is, as your altitude changes, as you start to realize what your job is, it could be frustrating and exciting all at the same time. And those leaders that are great really settle into it and understand it from that new visceral emotional level. And those that are really not cut out to be a leader, you know, start to really resist it. I guess if you're in that position where you're resisting this thing, then I guess you have to ask yourself the question, do you really want to lead? Oh my God, that's the greatest question. It's such a critical thing. You know, we think the answer is always yes. Because again, the fantasy of leadership, it's this glorious fame, fortune, mm -hmm. money, all these illusions. Books that will be written think, about me. I'll <laughs> be on TV, you know, all these things. But really the question is, do you really want to do the hard work? Do you really want to be in that emotional set of circumstances with people? And do you really want to serve other people? That may not be a definitive yes for a lot of people. And there's no shame in that. You know, there's no uh, shame in saying, gosh, that's not my thing. You know what my thing is? My thing is really doing the work, or I really want to be the expert, or I want to be a thought leader. Well, we went deep on that in, in season four on the tension, this tension of, I, do I really want to lead this team or do I want to just be the technical expert? Exactly. And there's no shame in deciding which way you want to go. But here's the thing. I mean, the reality is that if you choose to take on being a leader, that responsibility and accountability to the organization, both from sustainability and talent bench, there's an awful lot on your shoulders that you can't really deny. Erica, in closing uh, this episode here, I mean, you talked about the importance of mindset in our introductory episode. I mean, what, what is the mindset of a leader here? What, what's required there? Yeah, so great. You know, so much. And we talked about this in, uh, in the last season as well, this concept of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. You know, the reality is that leaders today need to be uh, learners. They need to have a growth mindset, which means they need to be open to feedback. They need to be open to uh, adjusting. This skilled profession means that you're going to play and you're going to have some malpractice and you're going to make some mistakes and you're going to come back and you're going to practice and you're going to get better at it. You know, we've said that in leadership rigor, it's all about performance and productivity. That's the output that we're looking for. We're always looking for that on the ground. But to get there, we have to be consciously disciplined and we have to be practiced. And the practice of having a growth mindset that's open to feedback and learning and constantly willing to try new things, that's what we're looking for when we say it's a skilled profession. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for today, Erica. Should anyone have any questions, how can they contact you, learn more, and get their hands on a copy of Leadership Rigor? Yeah. So Leadership Rigor is on Amazon.com and you can order it there. You can also reach out to me personally at Erica Peetler on Twitter or EricaPetler.com is my website. All right. Thank you for that. So join us next week for episode three your fingerprints are on everything so until then and on behalf of myself and my co-host erica peeler thank you for listening and we'll see you next week on leadership on the ground season five